Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey, and welcome to Serious Issues, a comic book podcast hosted by me, Andrew Levins. It's always been me. No other hosts have ever hosted this podcast. It's always been just me, solo, week after week, churning out these comic book reviews on my lonesome. And that's what we're going to do for the next half hour. Um, shouts to Siobhan Coombs, who uh, actually is my regular uh, co-host, who's taking a few months off uh, because she's having a baby, another baby. Um, and... Uh, I, don't know, I imagine it won't be long before she realizes the desire to uh, talk about comic books as an escape from uh, the pains of having two children to look after. Uh, I, I imagine she'll be back on the show at some point pretty soon. But until then, it's just going to be me. I'm going to be doing um, maybe a bit more regular episodes, but they'll be on the shorter side. So uh, today I wanted to focus on the end of all things. Uh, because a lot of comic book series ended in the last couple of weeks, and uh, one of them uh, made a massive impact on me. So I'm going to be talking about The Walking Dead. I'm going to be talking about The War of the Realms. I'm going to be talking about The Wild Storm, and I'm going to talk about The Silencer. That's funny, they're all the books. Uh, but they all ended in the last couple of weeks, and uh, I want to talk about them. So I'm going to try and talk about these final issues of, of uh, you know, some short-running, some long-running series, some very long-running series, uh, as spoiler-free as possible. So uh, hopefully it will, it will encourage you to to pick up a title that maybe you've not that you you know you've heard other people talk about, but does it stick the landing? Are they the uh, the really really important parameters for you? You don't want to get invested in a story that starts off really well, has an excellent middle, and then um, you know teeters off towards the end and turns to shit. Unfortunately, that happens sometimes, and I can say with good authority that uh, none of the series I'm about to talk about today actually did that, which is great. I'm also going to talk about uh, things that uh, uh, are not the end. Um, one of them is very contained. It's a graphic book, uh, graphic novel by Mariko Tamaki and Rosemary Valero O'Connell called Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. And I'm also going to talk about some manga, um, which I'm halfway through called My Hero Academia. So all that is coming up in the next half hour. Um, my wife uh, very kindly took the kids to uh, swimming lessons this morning. So like all men do, uh, when they're given half an hour of free time, I pulled the recording equipment out and it's time to talk to myself about comics for you. Um, so let's start with The Walking Dead, uh, which is a series uh, written by Robert Kirkman, um, who uh, you all know as the creator of Walking Dead. But uh, this, for the I think for all but the first six issues, um, has been drawn by artist Charlie Adlard. Um, and then we have uh, joining him on inks and gray tones, uh, Cliff Rathburn 
and of course letters by Russ Wooten. Uh, it was published by Image Comics um, many, many years ago um, and uh, has been collected. And you, if you look at like the bestsellers on, on Image um, on like Amazon or whatever, it's always like Walking Dead trades are always eight of the top ten slots of the Image, image bestsellers. And um, if you've been listening to the show, you'll know that um, The Walking Dead, um, you know, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a series that I've read. I, I came on board in 2002, um, so seven years ago. Sorry, 2012, seven years ago. Um, it was just before issue 100 came out and Comixology launched a, well, they did a sale. And it was, they had three digital omnibuses, omnibuy. Um, and, uh, that was the first, there was like each, each omnibus had 33 issues of the walking dead in it. And I was like, I've heard great things about this comic. Um, I'm going to pick it up, pick these omnibuses and, and save so it was crazy. Like, you know, it, it worked out at like 70 cents or something an issue. So it was a, it was a real steal. And, uh, I read the first couple issues and I was like, oh, this book will be fun. And then as I got more into it, I remember like, you know, it, reading it in bed and it be, not be like, normally I read to get sleepy. Um, and, uh, there are some books that do the complete opposite of that. And I remember about, you know, from issue 10 onwards, I think I read issue 10 to the end of the first omnibus in one night. And so I, I did not have that much sleep at that, that point in my life. And then, uh, the next two omnibuses probably in a similar situation. I'm pretty sure I burned through the first hundred issues of the walking dead, um, just in time for the hundredth issue to come out, um, in less than a week. And, uh, then, then I started buying um, The Walking Dead digitally and then reading it um, for the show as it came out month to month. Um, and it definitely had its highlights over the years. I, I think um, the 100th issue is one of the most shocking uh, character deaths I've ever seen in any comic ever, um, one, uh, an image of which stayed with me for a long time. Um, it gets grisly, this book. Obviously, it's a book about zombies, but pretty quickly on it becomes like zombies aren't the biggest threat in this world. It's the threat of other humans who have turned to like weird leadership. Like basically like, you know, they've all started their own weird societies now that the the dead roam the earth in order to survive. And sometimes when these two, two you know, differing societies or different leaders from different societies meet with each other, they clash and uh, many people die. Um, and... It, it was, you know, it, it definitely is one of those books that ha- always had fantastic cliffhanger pages and definitely relied a lot on, like, shocks, like a character that you thought was one of the main five or ten characters suddenly, you know, being eaten or shot. Um, and you just have to, you know, you just have to press on and, and you watch how the, the the main characters push on without that character in their lives anymore. But, I, you know, I've been reviewing it for the podcast since we started the podcast, I guess, uh, month to month. And... While it had like an amazing peak um, during the Whisperer War, I think the lead into the Whisperer War, and then there are moments within that that I thought were like some of the series' strong points. Since that point, which was maybe like I guess maybe thirty, forty issues ago, um, the the series has been fine, but not as uh, riveting. It just kind of felt like they recently found a society that was even more developed than the one that you know Rick Grimes and all of the main characters were able to set up for themselves. And um, I won't go into it in greater detail than that, but it just felt a bit dull. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess, you know, like, where do you go from here? Because the kind of way that all of the Walking Dead arcs would would, would would pan out would be like they would discover another society and either clash from the beginning or they would fit in at first and then something would go wrong. And then by, you know, within 30, chap- 30 issues of The Walking Dead, that that society would be in, in ruins and then have to 
go off and, and start start again somewhere else and then we meet a new bad guy, et cetera, et cetera. You know how comic books work. Um, and uh, I kind of, I was like, okay, I'm ready for this, you know, this new society they're visiting to to, to crumble eventually. But it did feel like it was, we'd entered a loop um, and uh, the, the book wasn't exciting anymore. So about two months ago, um, we got Walking Dead issue 191. Um, and, uh, I'd always said that I, I, my plan was because of how shocking issue 100 was, I definitely wanted to at least stay on board as a reader of the walking dead month to month until issue 200. Um, and something very shocking happened in issue 191. And I made a comment when we were recording an episode about it, that I, I couldn't believe, I can't believe that people aren't talking about this because it was a pretty major moment in the series that, um, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was. If it was a psych out or if it was actually going to happen or not. And then uh, it was confirmed in issue 192. Like, yes, it was that's absolutely a thing that has happened. And um, now how is the book going to move on having experienced this event that I, I wasn't sure would ever happen in the history of this series? Um, and they solicited um, up to issue 195 or 6. But then um, a week ago, it, it, it leaked that issue 193... <coughs> was actually the final issue of The Walking Dead. And amazingly, this issue is a $3.99 issue um, that is at least three times the size of a, of a regular issue of The Walking Dead, which is a series that frequently goes over its uh, page count. It's a great value comic um, if you are buying it month to month. But uh, this in particular was incredible value. It's a you know it's a proper hardbound um, uh, comic book. I don't know, what you call it, like prestige format, I guess, with like a, a big fixed mine. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it, it took a, went down a route that I was not expecting for this series to go down with, uh, with its final issue. Um, and certainly not the way I, I saw the story that I, I didn't realize that like the end of issue 192 would, would then be wrapped up in the way that 193 was. Um, I'm going to do a very, very light spoiler here. Um, there's a time jump. And uh, that's not something I was expecting. We get basically a contained chapter, something that we, we've seen lots in in superhero comics a lot. You always have like a jump forward in time where you see the son, like you know, you see Damian Wayne, you know, and and he's he's Robin. Sorry, he's he's Batman now, and we see a chapter or two from his point of view as this future version of Batman, and the decisions that he's had to make to get to this point, and like you 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 check in with other characters who have now you know they're twenty thirty years older now, and how have they changed, and how has society changed, and you know it's this fun little glimpse into the future. There's countless examples of of multiple comic books doing things like this, but I wasn't expecting The Walking Dead to do this at any point, let alone for its finale, um, and. I think this is about as good an ending to a long-running comic book, a Western comic book series, than I can imagine. I, 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 when you compare it to um, last year, Robert Kirkman's other very long-running um, superhero comic book series, uh, Invincible, um, he wrapped that up. And there was so much, like, it was like, I feel like from like, it was like 14 issues to go until the final issue of Invincible. And they really hyped it up. They hyped it up. And it was a satisfying conclusion, but... I think when I think about the highlights of that series, they are always like, you know, beneath the 100 chapter mark or so. Um, I, I don't like, I, while I enjoyed and was ultimately satisfied by the finale of Invincible, they, that wasn't the highlight of the series for me. 
if I was to go now through the history of The Walking Dead and pick my favorite issues, I'm pretty sure 193 would be like in the top five. And not just because of the great storytelling told within there, the great art by Charlie Adlard, who I can't believe he was able to do a triple, like they didn't miss a month to get here. So the fact that he just, I mean, he mustn't have slept for a month so he could get this triple issue done. It's, you know, entirely penciled by him um, and inked, I think. Um, but uh, I think the fact that they just surprised us with this 193rd issue, you know, we didn't learn that they, they, they solicited, they tricked everyone, basically. There were solicitations for an additional three issues, um, the covers of which you can see here. And they depict, they, they, they're like slightly related to the story, but they, they almost depict a... Uh, a completely different story um, to what we get in this final issue, but Leia, like th- this, it's so rare to get surprised by things um, in media these days. And you know, even though this still leaked a couple of days before the issue came out, I think Kirkman and everyone at Skybound and Image like achieved something really special here, and like essentially just kind of shadow dropped this finale on us. And not only is it this, the surprise of like, holy shit, like this long running series that lots of people loved and was, con- it was, you know, absolutely a book that still sold. You, it was always in the top 20 or so of um, overall um, comics month to month you know, in bestsellers. And for a hundred like, you know, a, a series that's in its 190s, that's crazy. <coughs> but it showed no signs of like, you know, this, it didn't need to end from a sales point of view, but in a, there's, there's, I think there's six pages of back matter and it's just Kirkman talking about, all the different points he wanted to end the series and, and, and realizing that he, you know, he, he always saw this as a, <coughs> as a 300 issue series, but then realizing that like, you know, 150 issues in or so like, Oh my God, I can't do another 150 issues. Like I'm, I'm already getting towards the end of this. And so planning out this, obviously he and Adelard, um, knew where, where the series was going and yeah i mean he didn't even try and like squeeze it out so it hit a clean 200 issues he just we we're ending on a very um messy 193rd issue but i love that they did that you, this is like the ultimate like this is a book that has always shocked the reader by by killing characters left and right and the final big shock is that it you know killed itself um at a very unexpected point of it in its lifespan and, and not only that but it's a very great final issue um it's really really satisfying we don't see we don't see like we've, we've, we've grieved so much in this book we've seen characters grieving so many times in this book and i love that we don't see the grieving that would come with what was happened in issue was 191 and 192 were we to stay in the same time period by jumping forward we instead are able to reflect on everything else that's happened in that time because of um, the person we lost in those issues. And I just like, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that I was able to, that I, I'm so happy first and foremost that I stuck with the walking dead, even during the parts where I was like, why am I reading this? Um, but uh, I would have felt like I really missed out on something having read so much of this series. And, you know, if I tapped out even just 10 issues ago, uh, I would have been so bummed um, to have to have had this big surprise ending and then to have not been able to be a part of it um, because I had catching up to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think uh, if, 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 if The Walking Dead is something that you have completely missed out on as a reader, I would definitely, first of all, recommend never watching the television show. That shit is boring as hell. But the comic book series, especially if, if you are like me and when you... Uh, get into something you just let it consume you and you can't function unless until you've finished reading the entirety of something um the walking dead you should 
absolutely. I'm sure there's going to be so many different cheap options for you to buy this series in full. Um, this would be an incredible one to just start reading and then just go until the end and as quickly in as short a time as possible. Um, and you know that the the finale is 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 a great one. So uh, yeah, we're well done to everyone, Kirkman, Adlard, Rathburn, and everyone at Skybound and Image. Um, it's crazy that right now, um, until we like you know, Image, Image's big two books for the last ten-ish years have been The Walking Dead and Saga, and right now neither of them are getting published anymore. Um, I'm. I'm almost certain that we're going to get another story in the Walking Dead world. There's certain characters that I know Kirkman is massive, a massive fan of and just loves too much to leave them be the way that things are in this, uh, in this final issue. So I'm sure we're going to see a spin-off or something like that, even a miniseries. Um, but I'm, I'm sure that's a while away. Um, and Saga will return at some point soon. Um, I think like Monstrous is maybe the next biggest book that Image publish. Um, and they're absolutely a, a healthy publisher. They have so many have so many books, and like if anything, this is going to see a massive spike in Walking Dead trade sales. So they're they're fine. But I'm 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 curious to see what what the big image books are going to be from this point forward. I'm looking forward to Saga coming back too. But um yeah, look, The Walking Dead 193, um absolutely worth your time. And uh, you know, to to have, to have gone from a book that I like kind of begrudgingly read issue to issue to end on this amazing high note where I'm kind of like just very happy with the series and happy with my decision to have read it at all. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a great way to end. So well done to all involved. <coughs> Moving on now to the war of the realms, which was a, uh, a mini series, the big event for Marvel this year, um, written by Jason Aaron, Russell Dorderman and Matthew Wilson, uh, Russell and Matthew, obviously on art and colors. And uh, Jason wrote this one. Um, Jason Aaron previously did, um, what the fuck was that one called? Original sin which would have been like yeah, around the 2012-13 mark as well. Um, I don't know, probably later than that. Who knows? But the last 10 years have been a blur. Um, but that was a, an event that is not looked on too fondly. Um, I remember really enjoying most of it at the time, but it doesn't really stick the landing. It, it is, however, integral to um, Jason Aaron's long-running Thor run. Um, and uh, essentially that original sin revolves around Thor finding out that he's not worthy and that kind of brought on the Jane Foster as Thor and um, had, you know, Thor as the unworthy Thor for so long. But the War of the Realms is this brilliant kind of coming together of everything Jason Aaron um, and all of the artists he's been working with, especially Russell Dorderman, um, have been working towards uh, since they started the Thor, the God of Thunder run, which maybe that's 2012, I think that, or 2011. Like I said, the last 10 years have been a blur. It's been a long-running uh, Thor run, and I love that this War of the Realms... Um, event was less about like everything in the kitchen sink and like there's like you know confusing massive plot threads and things that don't pay off which is how so many events are or like you know there's endlessly padded out you know 12 issue event book or with with heaps of delays so you just feel like you're reading this like enormous thing that doesn't really isn't really as enormous as it thinks it is but it's still taking up so much time and, and money if you're, if you're reading all the tie-ins um, as well. But I love that this was like this great contained six-issue um, event that like, yeah, there are lots of tie-ins. Um, I chose to not read any of them. And now that the event is finished, I'm kicking myself for that because I really enjoyed this, this event so much and it felt like uh, people were enjoying a lot of the, uh, the tie-ins as well. But uh, yeah, War of the Realms number six had amazing moments for the Odinson Thor, 
um, and also the different Thors throughout time, who you can see on the front cover of issue number six. And they have been such a great part of uh, Jason Aaron's run, who would frequently kind of visit different periods of Thor's life. And it was great seeing the three of them fighting together. Um, of course, Malekith was the uh, Malekith, the uh, accused or whatever, the cursed, was the uh, the dark elf who was the main uh, villain in the War of the Realms. He brings all of the uh, the worst that the many realms um, in uh, in whatever the Thor. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to normally Siobhan would remind me what word I'm thinking of right here, but like basically all of the all of the many realms. Um, come to fight on Midgard, aka Earth, and it's up to Earth's heroes to team up with with Thor and all of uh, Thor's pals to bring down Malekith, who at some point in this event bonds with the um, symbiote. Um, so he is like a, a venom, venom uh, Malekith, which was a lot of fun. And then the whole the whole event was really really fun. You have like um, Punisher kind of like leading the charge and getting way too into this war thing, but of course he would. And you have like a brilliant Jane Foster moment. Um, which kind of now makes her, she's like the only Valkyrie left now. So she, she is getting a new series that's uh, written by um, Jason Aaron with Al Ewing um, and with art by um, Cafu, C-A-F-U, um, which looks really fun. Um, it looks like Jane, uh, Jason Aaron is still a ways off properly wrapping up his Thor run yet. Um, so you could, I, I thought this is going to be like the, you know, the, 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 his final say, the end of his, his saga, but he's not only got the Jane Foster book that he's co-writing with Al Ewing, but he's also got, um, King Thor because, um, yeah, a massive, uh, change up for, I think, I don't know, I guess this is going to be like, um, the, the final in the, in the old man Thor kind of, uh timeline that Jason Aaron has been jumping into. Plus he's got the regular Thor series that, uh, he's wrapping up as well, um, it's a ton of fun. Like it looked amazing. Russell Dorderman is such a great artist and it was so fun seeing him draw so much of the Marvel universe, fighting all these fantastical, um, you know, creatures from the many realms. Um, and yeah, like it, it, it visited a lot of Jason Aaron's personal history, um, with Thor, um, as a writer, but also a lot of, uh, you know, general comic book history with Thor, how we view Thor, um, and I think it, instead of just being this, like, you know, I feel like event book, events just mean a character you love is going to die in this event. Um, I think this, there was death, um, and, and, and a few fake outs as well. Um, but, uh, I like that this kind of, the, the, the big changes that this event made weren't enormous enough to kind of feel gimmicky, but they feel like a, a good continuation of, of, of the story after this, you know, because of the events within this event. Um, and there's some great character moments and uh, I probably will be going through and reading some of the tie-ins. Um, so yeah, well done Jason Aaron for pulling off finally uh, a, a truly great Marvel event and probably my favorite since um, Jonathan Hickman's um, massive, what the fuck was that called? It was Infinity. That was really good. And then there was Secret Wars. They were both like, you know, events don't get better than this, than that, but this one got damn close. And uh, especially like if like me, you've been reading Thor um, since Jason Aaron took over. It's one of the few Marvel um, series that I still collect is like Jason Aaron's Thor run. So part of me is kind of wishing that he would just stop just so I can finally put a pin on it and stop collecting hard issues of, uh, of, 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 of Thor comics or Thor related comics. But you know, the, the, the consistency and the quality of the books is still very, very high. Speaking of Thor, um, I have two war of the realms tie in issues, uh, that, um, we have Thor and the um, the Avengers, both written by Jason Aaron. Uh, Thor issue number fourteen <coughs> has uh, guest artist Scott Hepburn, 
um, whose art I didn't love too much, but um, there were some good moments within this. It's a bit more, it's a bit rougher than what we normally get on a Thor book. <coughs> um, and then we have uh, Colors by Matt Wilson. Um, and this uh, tells uh, the story of um, the, the final issue of, issue of War of the Realms from the point of view of the young, um, not yet worthy, so he can't lift Molnir yet. Um, this, you know, he's like Thor of the Vikings, so he loves hanging out on Midgard and getting pissed, and um, you know he hates hammers because he can't lift them. Um, and he's you know very cocky and normally written as a comedic character, and in this there is a little bit of brevity to him um, as he tries to uh, stand up to Malekith and, and and save his parents and 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 hold his own against uh, alongside the other Thors. Um, it was a very fun fun issue. Um, and uh, yeah, kudos to Aaron for not making the Thor tie-in issues feel completely pointless while he focuses all of his story writing, storytelling on War of the Realms. These books have been great little uh, companion pieces to the main event. Um, so too was um, Avengers, issue number 20, written by Jason Aaron with art by um, Ed McGuinness and Mark Morales um, and colors by Jason Keith. Um, I love Ed McGuinness in, in Ed McGuinness's pages. It's almost unfair to poor Mark Morales that he has to share the book with him because while... McGuinness has only has like I don't know six big splash pages throughout this uh, issue. Um, Morales is he's very very competent art, but just not the the, the level of chunk that uh, we see in uh, McGuinness's pages, and uh, that's just unfortunate for Morales. Um, but yeah, this book kind of dealt with um, with She Hulk, um, and uh, we now see a lot less of Jen in She Hulk. She's been hulking out real hard and living up to uh, the the Hulk smash levels of, uh, of her cousin, Bruce. Um, and we kind of, yeah, we see one of her final battles during war of realms. Um, but also kind of explaining who she is as a character now. And, um, it was fun. Um, and I, I like this kind of, you know, like she used to always kind of enjoy being the fun Hulk, but now she's enjoying being like an angry Hulk, just like her cousin now. Um, and uh, we see her beat the shit out of a bunch of, uh, frost giants and dwarves and shit like that. It's good stuff. Um, I, I'm not sure cause if someone could tell me if, um, the, that really great squadron Supreme issue of Avengers, uh, at the start of the war of the realms event, did that go anywhere? Cause I thought that's what the Avengers book was going to be all about. Um, and I really, really enjoyed the squadron Supreme characters and I was excited to see Coulson kind of leading the team. Someone could let, I'm sure I could look this up, but Hey, what's the point of having a podcast audience? If you can't ask them for requests, let me know where that story ended up or if, if it did at all. Cause I was enjoying that. Um, over to DC now um, We have two finales um, One of them is uh, The start of something new Issue number 24 Of The Wild Storm By Warren Ellis John Davis Hunt And Steve Bucciolato. Um And uh, this Was a very long series That kind of reimagined um, The Wild Storm universe A lot Much of which was Created by Warren Ellis In the first place But it was really fun Seeing him Reimagine these characters um, in uh, in different ways, very modern kind of take, and a very Warren Ellisy modern Warren Ellisy take. Um, and I liked that this final issue, you know, while we finally see a lot of the kind of characters of the Authority and um, and uh, Stormwatch um, kind of finally coming together to fight um, the two kind of biggest threats that this Earth faced, faces. Um, I like that this was actually a very personal story that was all about the kind of origin of Angela Speaker speaker aka um the engineer um and uh i look forward to seeing where this goes next it looks like it is going to be a six issue limited series called wildcats um featuring you've got grifter you've got engineer you've got I don't, know, I don't know who that is but it looks like it's gonna be fun they have one job to save the human race from the human race 
written, written by Warren Ellis, art by Ramon Villalobos. More than anything, though, I just need to wait for this to finally get collected in trade. This is actually an omnibus that I would consider buying just because I loved um, John Davis's Hunt's art all the way through. But I really want to read this uh, book in, in, in full. And unfortunately, I didn't hold on to my singles of this entire run. Um, so maybe I will have to do that soon. It's also going to be funny if, if anyone collected all the singles of uh, The Wild Storm or Jason Aaron's Thor run. Um, the quality of the paper that DC and Marvel have, have started using has just gotten worse and worse, especially the covers. The covers are like this awful, thin, shiny paper that just shows when anyone's read it immediately. Um, you can see fingerprints and, and folds and creases really, really easy. I hate it. I wish they would go back to at least make the covers like a nice paper, you dicks. The Silencer, issue number 18. I've been somewhat of a champion of this uh, very underrated um, series that came out of... God, it spun out of that awful Dark Knights Metal event and then was part of the... I can't remember what it was called. All new... It wasn't all new, all different. That's Marvel. It was like DC's brand new great heroes or whatever. There it is. The New Age of Heroes. And um, that was like this... Like, I think it was, it was eight different series and they really championed... Like they, they accredited the artists above the writers <coughs> on each of the series and like really had like some of the kind of bigger names. So you had John Romita Jr. originally doing The Silencer at first. Um, and... Uh, I think Jim Lee did a book, but he only did like the first 12 pages of the first issue. And every book, like, even though they were like, oh, we're going to put the artist first, they, like The Silencer, for example, I think had six different artists over its 18 issues. So there's no consistency in art whatsoever. Um, It's just a bunch of artists who have their own style trying to do their take on John Romita Jr.'s art. Um, But it was written by Dan Abnett. um, And uh, I think this, this this issue... Um, finished with V. Ken Marion as uh, the artist, um, alongside Sandu Floria on inks and Mike Spicer on colors. Um, and this was this is the only the book from the New Age of Heroes that I stuck with. Um, and I think this is a great character. The Silencer is a, an assassin who was trained alongside Talia Al Ghul, was in Leviathan for a while, but then left um, to start a family. And at the start of this series, it was, um, her past life coming back to get her and she has to try and protect her family while taking out threats that, um, threaten not just her life, but also to reveal her secret identity to her family that don't know anything about her past. Um, and it was really fun. She's a great character. She kind of clicks her fingers and then is able to enter either herself or her target in like a, in a sphere of silence. So, no one hears her coming, but also no one hears her killing people um, because th- th- they're in that silence sphere. You know what goes down in the silence sphere, everybody. Nothing. Um, but this, se- this series was really like just solid, um, fun superhero uh, storytelling. And uh, I hope it gets collected and celebrated as like a very underrated run from this patchy moment in DC's history. Um, because I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really fun book that more people should have read. So if you've been holding out um, and waiting for the final collection to be collected, uh, I definitely recommend it. Um, you know, it's not—it's hardly groundbreaking, but it is fun. She's a cool character that I can see someone like Brian Bendis or, or Greg Rucker having a lot of fun with. Were they allowed to use that, her in, in, in their stories too? She'd be a great character within the Batman universe, obviously, with her ties to Talia al Ghul and Leviathan. So hopefully that's what happens to this uh, cool character. <coughs> um, that's it for the end of all things. 
I want to quickly talk about a graphic novel that I have loved recently, uh, written by Mariko Tamaki. It's called um, Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me, features art by Rosemary Valero O'Connell. And uh, this is a book about a high school girl who has always dated uh, the girl of her dreams called Laura Dean. Um, and Laura Dean always breaks up with her um, at like really crucial moments in her life. And then they eventually you know, end up getting back together and... Um, all of her friends look on and know that Laura Dean is so bad for her, but she is just this, you know, almost addiction that the, 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 this relationship is an addiction that our main character can't shake. Um, Mariko Tamaki is a, is an awesome writer. Um, I've, I've not read much of her, um, create her own stuff, but I have read a lot of her superhero stuff. I loved her Supergirl being super miniseries a while ago. I loved, um, some of her She-Hulk run. I think I'm forgetting something else that I really enjoyed from her as well, but she's definitely someone that I, I always want to read more of. Um, and uh, this was just so good. Um, I'm going to read a comment from um, on the back of the book because um, it sums up my thoughts better than I could, um, especially being someone who is not queer. Um, but so Molly Knox Ostertag, who is the author of a book called The Witch Boy, says, Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me is a stunningly beautiful book and a breath of fresh air in the canon of young adult LGBTQ literature in that it doesn't focus on homophobia, coming out or repression, but instead follows a twisting and utterly relatable teen love story. And ultimately, these are the really important. I mean, not that not to say that books that do focus on those other things aren't important too, but in terms of like young straight people, like relating to LGBTQ people, like, you know, when they're at that awful part of their lives, when anything different is just, I mean, most people grow out of it when, you know, but when you're teenagers, some people don't, when you're teenagers, anything different is just seems so much more extreme um, than when you're a bit older and have a, a bit a bit wiser about the world. Um, but like I said, a lot of people don't grow out of that too. That's a good point. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think these stories are so important for, for young obviously for young queer people to read, but also young straight people as well, because they are so like our, our main character. in this is so relatable. It, it, it so adequately describes what it's like to be hopelessly in love, hopelessly in love with someone when you're, when you're a teenager, um, someone much cooler than you as well. <clears throat> and how that makes you feel, how it makes you make stupid decisions. Um, and also, even if you weren't someone that had relationships in your teens or aren't someone that has relationships in your teens, um, being a friend to someone who is in a bad relationship, it really, really well de- accurately depicts what that feels like too. I had tons of friends that would, you know, in these relationships where they were like 16, 17 and, and just ignoring all other parts of their life and focusing entirely on this relationship that everyone could see. was just like, Oh my God, this is just the worst thing that you could be doing to yourself right now. But when you're young and in love, you don't see that. And uh, I just thought this was a brilliant book. Um, it has a really beautiful ending. Um, and uh, I loved the art by um, Rosemary Valero O'Connell. Reminded me a little bit of, I guess, like Brandon Graham in a way. Um, it's lovely kind of tricolor art throughout it. Um, this is a must read. I think this is a really, really special, you know, we all love romance comics. They're, they're some of the best kinds of comics in the world. And this is a, a, a very, very well done modern romance comic. Um, by a great writer and a great artist. So highly recommend it. It's called Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. It came out through First Second, who published so much good stuff. Um, and uh, I got my copy, like I did all of these books, from King's Comics, um, which you can uh, get online at kingscomics.com or uh, it's 410 George Street, Sydney, 403 George Street, Sydney. 
um, but they're moving soon. So maybe just hit up that website, kingscomics.com. Actually, I should say that Kings are having like this crazy sale at the moment. And, you know, if you are used to going to a comic book store, it's very rare that you see truly big savings on comics. Like, you know, maybe you get a 10 or a 20% sale once or twice a year. At the moment, Kings have like 50% off very recent graphic novels, like um, things that I've loved, like The Highest House. You can get for, I think it's like $16, the trade, um, and that awesome Dick Tracy run. I just I, I had to like, have a little quick peek, but they were all 50% off. Heaps of really, really great, quite recent graphic novels are 50% off. So if you're looking for a bargain or if you're just looking to completely bankrupt yourself, um, head to King's Comics because there's some great stuff there. This next comic I did not get from um, King's Comics. I've been reading it on uh, an app that I use far too much, but I love it so much. It's the Shonen Jump app. Uh, I, uh, this is the year that I, I said as much at the beginning of the year. I said I wanted to read more manga this year, and it's pretty much mate, taking up most of my reading time, and I love it. Um, it's, uh, it's on Shonen Jump. Um, it's uh, a book that... Uh, a book that I, obviously I read all of One Piece and I, I'd, I'd seen how popular this manga was too and of course the anime as well. Uh, it's called My Hero Academia um, and I've read a bunch of um, manga since finishing One Piece and um, I've really, really loved them. Um, but My Hero Academia, I, I just, you know, I was like, I knew how popular it was. I had to see for myself, like I was like, I'm really looking forward to it. And I started it about three weeks ago and all I do, like when I when I love something, I just like I said, I let, I let it consume me, and uh, it's all I. When I love it, I just like every spare moment, and sometimes even moments that aren't technically spare, I'll ignore work and deadlines so I can be reading this thing that I love. <clears throat> um, and I was I was expecting My Hero Academia to have that immediate effect, given how popular it is. But it took me three weeks to read the first sixty issues, which is very slow reading pace for me. Um, I find it I found it like fine but a bit slow and kind of dull it's a uh, it's a superhero school manga um, so everyone in this most people in this world are born with quirks that grant them superpowers um, but you, using those superpowers in public is illegal unless you are trained to do so at a superhero school so we uh, follow multiple teens um, who are training to become superheroes at this uh, superhero school like the top superhero school in Japan. And uh, so you have a lot of kind of like, you know, classic teen drama, school stuff, like essentially like, you know, cramming for tests and trying to beat your other students, but it's in superhero training, fun stuff. And then there's also like a league of villains who are making their lives difficult um, every other chapter. It's it's fun. Um, but this was the week that I finally made it to chapter 70, yeah, chapter 75. And I've in the last 24 hours read like 50 chapters of it, and I, I finally have gotten it's got finally gotten its hooks into me, and I really really love this series now. Um, it's been it's written and illustrated by Kohei Horikoshi, um, and I imagine by the time I next record, um, I'll have uh, completely caught up to the issue chapter 230 something, which is uh, kind of where I'm at, which is where I want to be with it. I, want, I love getting uh, the new chapters of all the different manga I'm reading on the Shonen Jump app every Sunday night slash Monday morning. And reading, like, at the moment I have, like, seven that I'm reading concurrently as they come out um, week to week. It's so much fun. And I highly recommend everyone else do the same thing. There's a few series that are, like, very, very new. Um, so you could find some ongoing stuff, you know, without having to read 200 chapters or, in One Piece's case, like, 950 chapters. Um, but you should also just do that 950 at One Piece. It's the best thing you'll ever read. 
Um, cool. So that is uh, it for this episode of uh, Serious Issues. Um, I've got a massive bag of comics that I picked up from Kings yesterday that I'm going to be reading this week and um, hopefully I'll also read the rest of My Hero Academia. Um, so uh, I imagine in a week or so you'll hear from me again with an extra episode of uh, Serious Issues. Me, solo. Um, sending my love to Siobhan. I don't know if you're even going to listen to this. I imagine uh, I'm not the calming thing that you need in your life in this very late stage of pregnancy. But hey, if it is, you're weird. Um, but uh, again, uh, wishing her all the best uh, in, for, for her this labor process for baby number two. Um, I, reckon, I reckon 10 minutes. It's going to be a quick label. <laughs> um, but if you want to uh, come and talk about comics that you've read in the last uh, week or so, uh, the best place to do that is the Serious Issues Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast. Um, I actually, I planned to uh, put all of these kind of smaller e- episodes out on the Serious Issues, pa- Issues Patreon and then collect them all at the end of each month and release them as like a big thing um, on the regular feed. But that just seems like way too much work. Um, so if you do want to support the show, um, there is some back, there's, there's a lot of, uh, secret episodes that we put up on there that you can go and have access to straight away by supporting the show at any level. Um, but, uh, at this point, like, yeah, like I, I, it, it, this is me just doing the show, uh, just cause I love talking about comics, even with myself. Um, and, uh, if you want to support me and Siobhan in any way, we would absolutely be very, very gracious of your any amount you can give us a month, uh, each month over at patreon.com slash serious issues podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, etc. at levdog, L-E-V-D-O-W-G. And of course I have other podcasts. Um, I have Hey Fam coming out every week with Angus. Uh, we just did a massive Spider-Man um, Far From Home episode, uh, which you can listen to. Um, we did like two and a half hours all about it because uh, it was a very, very enjoyable movie. And uh, also have a monthly indie games podcast called All the Small Games. Um, most recent issue episode uh, featured uh, Jackson and Joel from the Sands Pants Network um, from their podcast Thumb Cramps. We did a crossover episode. So if you like comic book crossovers, video game podcast crossovers are the next best thing. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you very soon. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.